A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When it comes to pro wrestling referees, they never get their just desserts. You probably just think you put on a black and white top and then start going 9, 10, 1, 2, 3, oh, DQ distraction if you're watching Monday Night Raw. But that's not true. It is a profession and it comes with a lot of skill. Or at least you need to have a lot of skill. However, that does mean sometimes you drop the ball and you kind of screw up stories and you kind of screw up matches. So my name is Simon Miller. We're going to watch Culture Wrestling. Please do hit that subscribe button. And yeah, this is 10 times referees really flubbed up. Number 10, Danilo Amphibio gets fined. Let us go back to March 2018 and a SmackDown Dark match, which when all was said and done, every single person involved, including the referee, was slapped with a massive fine. And this saw Rusev, Aiden English and Baron Corbin team up to take on AJ Styles and the Usos. And again, because the camera was off and because they're professional wrestling stars and because the crowd were going wild, they all thought, hey, why don't we go and have some fun? Why wouldn't you? Super kicks were the way of the wrestling world at the time. So the Usos and AJ Styles started throwing them out like they were about to have some kind of super kick party. And they got so into this, they even encouraged the referee to hit one on Aiden English. So he did. Then AJ Styles put himself in the officiating position. They put Danilo, who was the referee, in the rest of the position. And all of this was just wonderful. And I bet if you saw it live, you had a massive smile on your face. And this was the case until all seven dudes got backstage when WWE producers were so livid about what they had just seen, everybody got in trouble. And to this day, I cannot figure out why. There's also a rumor that goes round that apparently John Cena heard about this. He said, no way, man. And he paid the fines for all of the guys if that is true he's the nicest person ever and if it's not true well let's just say it is true because that is a nice positive way to end this story number nine teddy long screws up but yes before he was making tag matches and using the undertaker as a surprise opponent teddy long was a referee in the world wrestling federation and he did an all right job Although that wasn't really the case when it came to the Royal Rumble 1999. Because as Gangrel and X-Pac fought over the European title, Gangrel went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, which was not meant to be the finish. But Teddy Long must have taken in a lot of caffeine that day, because he counted so fast, X-Pac wasn't able to kick out, so he didn't even get to the three, and the match was kind of done. Rather than try and justify this though, everybody just ignored it, and of course the fans then picked up on what was going on, and they started to boo, but even then, Teddy Long especially was a bit like, man, he was doing the shrug emoji. And if you needed some more evidence for this, later on, Teddy just pulled out his earpiece, I guess because somebody was shouting into his ear, so he thought, well, I don't want to hear any of that, player, so you can just shut the hell up. Long eventually did count the three count after X-Pac had hit the X-Factor, and this was the correct finish. But I tell you, we should all try and be more like Teddy Long. He is just relaxing through life. He's probably going to live till he's 207. Number eight, a Raw women's title match ends early. In September 2020 on Raw, Mickie James was taking on Oscar for the women's championship. Now, at the time, Mickie James wasn't doing much of anything, so nobody thought she was going to win. But at the same time, nobody thought she was going to lose like this. But you see, towards the end of the fight, Oscar locked in the Oscar lock when all of a sudden, referee Derek Moore just went crazy. He rang over to the corner of the ring. He told them to ring the bell. He said this was done. Much to the surprise of Mickey James, 
this wasn't the plan. As it turned out, Moore was so worried about Mickey James's shoulder that he thought she'd legitimately injured. As soon as he did see an opportunity to stop the thing, he did. So, you know, over here, you've got to say, well done, my friend. That was the right thing to do. But also over here, you made a mistake and you pissed off a legend. WWE covered their tracks afterwards by just saying this publicly, that the referee was so worried about a wrestler's health, he put their safety first. But Mickey James wasn't happy about this. I mean, how could she be? She was fighting for a championship. Number seven, Earl Hebner screws up the 2001 No Way Out main event. We all forget how important this match at No Way Out was. I mean, it was mere weeks before WrestleMania 17 when The Rock was going to take on Stone Cold Steve Austin, meaning the great one had to have an absolute banger with Kurt Angle before he won the WWF title. So we had all that momentum going into one of WWF's biggest shows. Both guys more than achieved this, and it's an underrated gem, but man, the finish is hilarious. Because after The Rock has rock bottom our Olympic gold medalist and pins him, Earl Hebner goes one, Earl Hebner goes two, and then just goes, nah, man, that's not the finish. And The Rock looks at him like he's about to rip his head off. He then verbally scolded Earl, and it was clear to anybody watching this had been a massive error, to the point the people's champ just got cut angle, gave him another rock bottom, and then turned to Hebner and said, Count the effing finish. Kurt Angle has explained this on his podcast and just said that there was a certain amount of rock bottoms that Earl Hebner was expecting, but the poor man had miscounted. But seriously, if you've never seen this, load up your WW network or go on Peacock and check it out. It will really make you laugh. Number six, the biggest botch in WCW history. Starcade 1997 was meant to be a huge moment for World Championship Wrestling. I mean, for over a year, Sting had been hunting down the NWO and Hulk Hogan, and on this night, he was going to win back the World Championship, and we were all going to rejoice like the nerds we are. And then just as we got this close, Nick Patrick, the referee, drop the ball. Now the original ending and the original plan was still awful. Hogan would drop the leg on the stinger and the referee would do a fast count, one, two, three, making everyone go, well, that's not fair. Out would come the newly signed Bret Hart who would go, you're right, that is not fair. I think we should restart it. And then Sting would lock in the Scorpion Deathlock, Hulk Hogan would tap out, and finally, finally, Sting would be the man. And sure, yeah, we got 99% of this, but when it came to our first pinfall that had to be fast for this story to make sense, Nick Patrick just counted at a normal pace. So by the time the hitman had walked out here, everyone was like, well, that's not very fair. Surely Hulk deserves to win. All of this too was due to WCW politics gone wild. Because Sting had gone to Nick Patrick and said, you've got to count it fast. And then Hulk Hogan had gone, no, brother, you've got to do it at normal speed because no one was allowed to lose properly over in that their organization, which is why it went down the tube. So you do have to feel some sympathy for Patrick because what the hell was he meant to do? And even his boss, Eric Bischoff, approached him afterwards like, what the hell was that? So if you want to point the finger of blame at one person, well, they may often like to wear... Red and yellow. Number five, a botched pin gets Wes Adam fired. August 2008, we're off to now, and WWE's version of ECW. Because we had a match where Mark Henry and Matt Hardy were teaming up to take on the Miz and John Morrison, and nothing went right. Because after Hardy had hit the side effect, the Miz was meant to break up the cover, but he was delayed in doing so, meaning Wes Adams, the referee who'd been told, hey brother, you gotta call things like a shoot, well, he counted the one, two, three, because what else was he meant to do? You could see something was up because Mark Henry looked super duper pissed. And given that at the time WWE was doing a lot of cuts, well, this is just all the reasoning they needed. And they fired poor Mr. Adam. If you're now saying to yourself, well, that doesn't sound very fair. It's because it's not fair. He was just following orders. But on this night, the orders didn't work for management. So out the door he went. 
So once more, if you think being a WWE referee is an easy job, it is absolutely not. And before AEW Dynamite has a crummy finish. Ever since the inception of AEW, they have made it very clear they don't want to do crappy finishes. They don't want to insult the intelligence of the viewer, and I, for one, have always appreciated it. However, we are just individuals, we are just humans, and eventually we're always going to make a mistake. So when Pack and Trent had to speed up their contest because Dynamite was running long, Bryce Remsburg, I suppose, was left behind a bit because of the action. So when Pack hit his black arrow, he wasn't 100% sure if he should count the three. So he just went to two before realizing, oh, I'm a fool. I was meant to count the extra one. Now, Trent didn't move at all during this. So all of a sudden, the fans once more were like, well, we know what's going on here. And they started to boo. And thankfully, Pac was such a professional and had so much experience. He just locked on the brutalizer and kind of looked at Bryce like, you better call this. And he did. Trent was out. Match was done. So this wasn't ideal, especially because we were trying to build up Pac here because he had a huge match against Hangman Adam Page on a pay-per-view in a few days known as Full Gear. But again, these things sometimes happened and you couldn't have tied up the loose ends any better than this. Number three, Tim White causes an accidental title change. At WrestleMania 2000, no less. I mean, can you imagine the anxiety deep down in your tum-tum? You would be terrified. Now, the upside to this is that it was during a hardcore title match. Those hardcore title matches back in the Attitude Era, well, nobody could keep up with them anyway. It was just 65 guys throwing toasters at each other's heads. The plan at first was for Crash Holly to retain his championship by the skin of his teeth. So when Taz locked him in the Taz mission, and then Hardcore Holly smashed a jar over Taz's head, Hardcore Holly would go to pin Crash, and there'd be a one, and there'd be a two, and just as we were about to hit the three, the timer was gonna run out, Crash Holly wins, not really, but yes. Because the whole thing was on a timer though, referee Tim White just got ahead of himself, and he did the three count before we heard the ha to let us know the clock had run down to zero. So Hardcore Holly was now the Hardcore Champ. Howard Finkel was also baffled because he kind of announced this as, and the new champion is Hardcore Holly, but there's always an easy get out for this. We just waited 24 hours and on the next night on Raw, Crash Holly just want it back. Number two, Rod Zapata ruins history. The first all-female WrestleMania main event happened at WrestleMania 35, and it was pretty damn faboo. Admittedly, that show went on too long, but who cares? Becky Lynch became a double champion, and we all had a tear in our eye. The only issue that was a little bit weird was the finish, because with Charlotte out of the picture, Becky Lynch used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, but even though Ronda Rousey's shoulder was off the mat, the referee still counted to three. Now this sent the internet into meltdown, so somebody was always gonna get in trouble. And sadly on this evening, it was Rod Sabata. Cause once again, he had been told to call the match like a shoot. And given that Ronda had got her shoulder off the canvas, he should have seen this and gone, no, it's not going to happen. And then Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey would have had to come up with a new finish. It was done as an example for the rest of the locker room though, because around this time too, McMahon had also fired Dan Engler, who had made a botch on SmackDown. So this was just pointing our finger and saying, I won't take any mistakes which does seem a little bit unfair because again, as we've already talked about, we human, we make mistakes all the damn time. Number one, Earl Hebner makes his own merch. This one is still so weird. I mean, Earl and Dave Hebner were mainstay is in the WWE for years. And then in 2005, they were found guilty or at least caught of making their own bootleg merchandise. So then they got booted 
out the promotion. And the report said that Earl was taking merchandise from live events and then turning it into sweaters and jackets before selling it out of the boot of his car to fans, wrestlers, and whoever else wanted one. This confused the likes of Mike Kyoda, another referee, because he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is he allowed to make this extra money on the side, but I'm not? As it turned out, WWE didn't even have a clue this was going on. Al and Dave eventually started running their own store where they did this too. And at that point, the World Wrestling Entertainment Management team did find out. And they called the Hebners in and said, yeah, guys, you got to go. What the hell are you doing? Earl has always said that this was an absolute lie and they were fired for other reasons. And he did have kind of a good point because he was like, why would I risk a $200,000 job a year for a $15 T-shirt? Look, I'm just a bald asshole. I have absolutely no clue that this whole story is bonkers. But still, he's been on the outs ever since. So one way or the other, he really did flub up. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.